Pitch Deck Asia. Your story, your words. We're live in the Pitch Deck Asia studio. Graham Brown, joined by Poon Dachen, the CEO and founder of Butler. Poon, welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Graham. I'm I'm pleased I'm pleased to be on the show. I'm pleased that you're here. So you. we're going to talk about Butler. Um, we don't get a lot of Singaporean founders in here compared to mm. other nationalities. We need more. We need more hustlers. Oh. So what's going on? Are you a new generation of hustlers coming through? Yes. So basically for me, I'm 25 this year. Yeah. I believe that um, Singapore is a very vibrant place, right? So there yeah. should be a lot of hustlers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Why, why isn't there more? But is it sort of, I mean, there's lots of options, isn't it? You can go work for a bank. It's quite mm -hmm. safe, but. Being a startup founder is quite risky, isn't it? So. Yes, correct. So basically what we, I mean, I myself, I actually was forced into entrepreneurship. Forced into entrepreneurship? Yes. How, how did that happen? So basically um, for myself, yeah. I actually had a very um, dark moment in my life. That was when I was age 14. My yeah. dad was actually pan uh, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. So mm. he actually um, subsequently within the year passed on. Oh. And at a point of time, uh, my mom actually ran a F&B business uh, with my dad. Right. Um, and we had 20 outlets and 200 employees. So what we, so at that point when my dad passed away, my mom had to go into the business and run the entire show. Mm. And she wasn't able to cope with everything. And further that being said, we have to actually focus on making payroll for all these 200 employees as well. Right. So what I did is that basically, um, I have to go in and step into the game. So I started at the age of 14 to start my mom, uh, help my mom with managing the business. Uh, managing the 20 outlets uh, we we basically we we went through what i would say a very down period for mm. for the next five years working our asses off and subsequently what we did is that we grew the business right we we actually were able to um how to say revitalize the business and grow the business and that is actually how i actually got into um doing business so yeah. so if, obviously if i have a better choice i would have went to do a banking or to do other things, but I found that uh, my calling is actually to, I mean, over all these years of doing um, business operations, business management strategy, and so on and so forth, I realized that my calling is actually to provide greater employment, right? And and, yeah. and by seeing how we, even today, by seeing how we uplift all these um, blue-collar workers, providing them better welfare, better trainings, um, pushing their barrier, pushing their standards to the next level, changing the industry landscape as a whole, I think it's very, very, um, I think it's very, very important for me. Mm. So, so I decided to go on the entrepreneurship path. So you were 14 and you started your, your entrepreneurial career. It's not even an entrepreneurial career back then. You were just fast. <laughs> yeah. It was your family business. What was the family business doing? So what we were doing is that we were doing F&B. Yeah. What type of F&B? Um, my parents did Chinese food. Chinese, yeah. um, we, we sold to students. So you can imagine the, the margins that we were making. Yeah, it's like cheap. Right? It, it was very, very hard. Um, we worked with less than 10%. With 200 people? Yes, we had we had 20 hours back then. So we right. did in schools, we have NUS, NTU. Oh, was it like a, in the school canteen hawker centers? Yes, like correct. In Hua Chong here, like those kind of types? Yes, things? correct. Yes, correct. Wow. So what I did is that um, at, basically we, we did this, we managed all this. And then subsequently at the age of 18, I, I decided to start my own F&B yeah. in Western fast food. <laughs> yeah, because the margins were better. Yes, of course. And and we and I was so, how's it? I, I felt that I could do my own business. So yeah. I did. Um, so I went into F&B, started Martins, um, and that was at the age of 18. Mm. So so basically, yes, I, I think I've been um, 
constantly innovative and I tried to um, build businesses around this. What did that teach you? That you were still, with all due respect, a kid thrown into business mm. and sink or swim. And it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people talk about startups now. I'll change the world or mm. I'm going to create this next blockchain app, become a billionaire. For you back then, it was, we need to do this because 200 people- To survive. Yeah. Not, not, just, not just for them, right? But to be honest, even my own family was at the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah. Right, so so we had to pull away my my dad when she he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He, I mean, they come from, um, hawker. I mean, I I come from a hawker family, and they don't believe in insurances, right? So yeah. we actually use real hard cash to pay for all the treatments, and that uh, basically uh, made our finances really really bad, right? But further that being said, we have the uh, responsibility of two hundred people under us as well, so that really um made us go, how to say. It it really forces us into yeah. that condition to 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 either make it or you don't make it, right? There's so, no don't make it though, is there? There's no option. There's no that. option. Yes, so you correct. can't. You know, you can't like start a startup and say, "Oh, this ain't working out. I'm going to pivot. Or I'm going to leave mm. and start something new." You can't in that situation. You surely, can't. Yes, correct. There isn't a going back option, is there? Yes, correct. You have to make this work. Did you think that made you? successful as a result of doing that because you didn't have an option i think definitely um i think this is a very important contribution contributing factor but what i would also really um find that at that point of time right when i was the most down in my life i always think of this and today i'm, I'm actually doing that right i thought that what if someone could offer a helping hand right to bring to help us with Little things. These little gestures mm. goes a far way. So what we did is that um, today, a lot of our employees, they come from a very um, lower social economic status group of people, right? And what we do is that we actually give them the lifeline and let them join us. Come up, come on, come on board the cruise ship. We always say that we are like a cruise ship. We pay the best yeah. welfare, the best salary, so that we can get you onto a career progression. Without looking at academics, without looking at um like your personal background or a family background, we give you that chance, and that is, I think, is my own takeaway from my um most down period in my life. So we're going to talk about Butler. Yes. So this is your business now. Yes. Yeah, and the way you talk as well. I mean, I don't know if this is relevant to the conversation. I, I was listening to Heidi Lau Hot Pot ah, talking yes. about the way they do that in China is that. All of their people in Heidi Lao Hot Pot are, again, from these kind of backgrounds. They're people, and they say, come to Heidi Lao Hot Pot to have a better life. Yes. And they only promote people from inside. They don't promote from outside. So all their people, they rise up to become a store manager. Then they open another store in another city. So they create this real family Inclusiveness, culture. yes. Yeah, and it, it's really interesting because obviously now he's the richest restaurateur in the world right mm. zong so you know how they've done that it's amazing through simply just creating this amazing culture within the organization service and looking after the employees not they say if you focus on the people within the company they will look after the customers right you don't have to have a rule book to do exactly that. it yes. has to be just good culture mm. so let's talk about butler what is it first okay so basically butler is a real estate and hospitality service company that helps people deliver greater convenience to your lifestyles, right? And 
what we do is that today we have actually expanded from our very humble beginnings. Uh, we actually started off with just providing housekeeping service with a broom and a mop. <laughs> butler, yeah. Yes, that was, that was two years ago. And we, we used to call ourselves butler in suits. So we actually, I still remember my very first customer and my very first day, I was wearing a suit going to a landed home. You were doing the cleaning. I was employee number one, of course. Yeah. Um, so so I rolled up my sleeve, I wore my suit and I, and I, and I got drenched in my sweat. <laughs> Good for you. And subsequently, um, today, fast forward two years, where we went through a very, very, um, very, very exciting two years. We have so much progression. Um, today, we have not just the the housekeeping. Housekeeping allowed us the convenience yeah. to access your home. Yeah. So today, what we do is that, yeah. yes, today, what we do is that we actually help you properly manage your home, um, whether your aircon maintenance or your handyman or your lighting or your plumbing. We basically, you can simply say, hey, um, Poon, uh, hey Butler, could you help me um, get this thing done? And by the time you're home, it will be done. Mm. And how this works is that traditionally um, you would and have the issues with the market and how what we are solving, right, is that traditionally in the market, you would have the part-time helpers. Mm. If you're an apartment resident, you have the part-time helpers and you would also have all the service vendors, service providers. But it is not really that reliable. The, the thing here is that you have to go through Google, you have to go through the pain of searching them, shortlisting them, um, go through the calls, and sometimes half the time they don't even show up. Yeah, and they keep changing. Correct. And and the thing here is that it is un- it is so obvious, but yet so um, accepted by the society that you wouldn't ask a part-time helper that could you um, arrange for aircon servicing for my home. Yeah. Right, it is so unconventional. But the thing here is that could they actually do it? if they have a platform at the back that supports them, right? Yes, of course, they can. So, mm. so, so Butler, basically, we do that. Uh, we, we basically, we say, hey, um, Graham, you're passing me your keys. What we can do is that we can provide the hotel standard of housekeeping service, the world's first daily housekeeping service to your home on a daily basis, Monday to Friday, whereby you don't have to be at home anymore. We will service your apartment. Subsequently, we will also provide the property management for you in terms of aircon servicing deep cleaning, mm. pest control services, or even um, your upholstery cleaning from time to time. So all these are automatic. So when you, by the time when you're home, everything is taken care of. If you have a light that, is, um, that ran out, um, basically let us know, we'll get it fixed for you yeah. automatically. Yeah. yeah, I like this mindset that you're applying, Poon. And mm. I think the future, if not now, belongs to the companies that build platforms. And you start that process not by building a platform but by proving competence in one thing you get into their home and do one thing really well which is the mop and bucket that's where you started (laughs) right and you build trust and then you have a a payment relationship with them you have their keys Mm. so why not now offer new services on top of that and if you look for example like from china companies like mei chuang Mm. who started as Groupon type mm-hmm. services. And now they're, they're doing everything. They're throwing in like delivery and logistics and travel or even Alibaba. You know, we started just doing one thing really well. Now we're adding all these services on top of it. AirAsia, another one. We were really good at flying you from A to B, mm-hmm. but you're in our airplane now. What else do you want? What else can you buy? You know, you're traveling to this city you might want a hotel, you might want Grab, you might want insurance, whatever it may be. So it seems like you're applying that mindset 
to something very simple, which is starting out cleaning a house. Yes. So we have been basically crawling through the business in a blindfold, right? So we didn't anticipate all this to happen um, on the very first day. It is progression. So what we have done now is that we have built a pipeline, right? We have built a pipeline of services. It is like if you go to Burberry mm. and you will buy the hero product, which is the trench coat, right? Subsequently, you are going to buy all the accessories, all the bags, all the shoes to complement the, the hero product. In our case, um, getting the convenience for you through housekeeping is one of our key product. It is $3.30 a month, right? So, so it's affordable for NMSA. Mm. Everyone can afford for it. Subsequently, everyone wants that convenience. That is what we are we are truly building. We are truly building an ecosystem of convenience yeah. so they can access it anywhere, anytime, and you can receive that information anywhere and anytime as well. So the key here is is you're building an ecosystem, but your partners, right? And how do you so let me understand, three thirty a month, that means you'll look after my apartment. I'll look after your company. Uh, daily housekeeping portion. Right. Okay. So just keeping it clean and looking after. Yeah, so that's the base subscription. Yeah. Subsequently, you have your add-on, like aircon servicing, right, so right. on and so forth. Which is easy. You've got my account, just add it on. Yes, correct. And All you right. get a single tap. Right. Okay. That that bit I understand. The challenge now is where, so I've used services like Send Helper and all these kind of things. And, you know, I've had really mixed experiences mm. and everything you say, like you hire somebody, they don't turn up you hire somebody, they do turn up and then they don't turn up and then you hire somebody and then somebody else turns up. And if somebody's coming into your house, like that's the issue is that I want just one, consistency. Yeah. Yes. I don't want this constantly changing. That's always the problem with an agency, isn't it? They just hire whoever is available and it changes all the time. How do you address that? Because I imagine that's a huge problem with all of these sort of ecosystem providers is that they are just getting whoever is available at that time and throwing it at the, the customer. And that may work, but then when it doesn't work, when there's a problem, that's when it falls apart. How do you deal with that? So what we did is that in terms of statistics, last year we have done 100,000 sessions. We had less than 10 sessions in terms of miss sessions. So Wait, wait, say it again. 100,000 sessions. It means visits or? A visits, 100,000 individual um, independent sessions, yeah. we call it. Because visits can be like, even aircon servicing is a session. Yeah. Right. We did 100,000 sessions. We have a total of less than 10 that is missed. And how- Are you we, serious? I, uh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, that's like 99.99%. It's 0.0001% missed. Right. Okay. And the reason why is because we have built a system, like what you mentioned, um, Heidi Lao structure. Right. We, our housekeepers go through a four months training. Four months before right. they start going into your home. So this, what we call it is that we have built a Butler Academy. It's the in-house academy. Basically, we the the market standard is over here and we are here. And we have always said that Butler is the pioneer in doing this. We uplift and we elevate the status quo of existing industry workers. Yeah. And we push them to become the Butler standard. So in terms of the, how we do it, a lot of these, the departments are in-house. Like we have seven levels of operation just for housekeeping. So could you imagine uh, traditionally if you have a, even if you have your own office, you will probably have only two levels, your cleaner and your office manager, and then subsequently your HR. Mm. But in our company, how it works is that just in the operations alone, we have the housekeepers, we have the supervisors, we have the executives, the managers, the heads, 
and 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 it goes all the way up. So, so this is how we build a system. We build like what you mentioned, the high deal structure. We only promote our own people mm. who who have the culture, who believes in the Butler culture, and we pay them by far the highest. So they they don't work um on weekends. Mm. It is very contrary to um normal market standards as well. It's Monday to Fridays. And they work 40 hours a week compared to um, the rest of the industry, whether it's hospitality or whether it is cleaning. Usually they work on shifts and they work on six days. But how can you justify the economics of that? That you pay them more, they work less, and you train them for four months. Yes, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. And yes. you're, not, you're not getting the cheapest in the market. So we, how, how do you make that stack up economically? Mm, so when we first started this, um, that's the story. I can go on for for many, many hours. But um, what we did is that basically in terms of paper, right? if you do a theory on this and a white paper on this, it doesn't make sense. Mm. right? But what we, un- what we understood is that we went ventured into the daily housekeeping model despite um, it doesn't make sense because if you're a weekly business, Last time when we first started, it's once or twice or three times a week. Mm. We, it doesn't make sense to go into daily because your weekly economics are higher, right? Your per value is higher, per hour is higher. Um, but why did we do do daily? The question here is that because I had a customer who stays in the penthouse uh, who had husband, wife, and a one-year-old baby. And he told me, basically, at even at three times a week, right, it doesn't make sense for him anymore because the baby is crawling around and half an hour later, the home is dirty again. Hmm. So he said, if you could crack this puzzle, I would sign on with you like forever. And and it it took me two weeks, right? To scratch my head around this and think, could, I mean, it is immediate. Could we do daily? Yes, the hotels are doing this. Why can't we do it daily? So, so it's a leap of faith because in economics, it doesn't make, make sense. Hmm. So when we did it, right, we realized that, wow, it's a brave new world. Um, no one else have done this. Um, pretty much to uh, my understanding even today no one has mainstreamed this at all daily housekeeping just like hotels mm. or just like service apartments and we are the butler is the only company that has done it right now and we realized that the economics doesn't make sense but because we are going in on a daily basis we actually save time right what we offer mm. you traditionally is two to three hours if you were to book a part-time cleaner you book for two hours and you watch the clock and you're going to say that Hey, this is two hours, right? You're not going to leave five minutes earlier. You're gonna, not going to leave five minutes later. But for us, when we start to sell daily, it is approximately an hour a day. Mm. And sometimes it can be as short as 30 minutes because you don't actually have much activities in your home. Mm. So we just get the daily chores done and off we go. So what we have is that now we don't look at economies of how many jobs can we do, but how many can we take? Mm. So let me understand. If I was to take this service on, and you're going to give me a daily housekeeping service. They're not in the house eight hours a day, but they will service that house every day. And Just do like a hotel room. So you wouldn't care whether the housekeeper is in the hotel room for five minutes or for 15 minutes. Right. What you want is the job done. Just do what's necessary. Correct. So, so I'm, not, I'm not timekeeping and they're not timekeeping. They're just going to make sure this is a good job. Correct. So basically what we say is that we promise you that we will make the beds, clear the bins, clean the bathroom, clean right, the kitchen, right. do the dishes and subsequently tidy up your apartment. Right. Like a hotel. Like a hotel. Yes, exactly. I like that model. And wh- how do you then, I mean, I know the economics don't make sense from the first visit, <laughs> right? But then does that make sense because they can do more work? Because like you say, it might only be an hour a day or because then you can upsell new services. No, in fact, they do less work. 
Mm. Right, because if you have a, a mass of accumulated mass of a week versus daily touch up, yeah, um, the workers uh, enjoy daily even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just maintaining. It's just yeah. maintenance, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so picking up one shirt or picking up two shirts versus picking up a week clothes of shirt yeah. is different. It, it, it's easier to keep something clean when it's clean. Yes, correct. You, we know that it's so much easier because you just have to kind of you've already got a system in place and it's easy to adapt to that and so on but if it's like like I said a big pile of stuff where do I start yes correct so so basically this is what our business model um, has enabled us our mm. retention in terms of employee we have zero employee churn for almost six months zero right and the reason why is because we have built an inclusive uh, society we have built an inclusive community so to speak our company value our company's uh, motto is basically happiness. We want our own people to be happy. Mm. Subsequently, we want our people to be, have honesty and have the professionalism to do what is right. So, so with this, and with coupled with good welfare and good salary and good benefits and good career progression, which is yeah. most important, we give our employees the sense of belonging, and that belonging actually allows them to serve our customers better. It's good. I like it. That is how you create a good customer experience. Start with your own people. Oh, exactly. I think if you look at traditional service models in the industrial era, take McDonald's, for example, they've tried to create a good customer experience by um, manuals, templates, and mantras. Like, you know, the customer is always right, all that kind of stuff. But then they treat their, their workers, they pay them, the minimum wage. They mm. give them zero cover. They give them no health care. All that. So you, you can't have people treat people really well if you don't treat them really well as well. Exactly. And now we're seeing this sort of generation like Heidi Lau Hot Pot, a great example. And I love what you're doing. You're like the Heidi Lau Hot Pot of your space. Mm. And they've grown against huge competition. You know, it's extremely competitive hot pot i mean anybody can start a hot pot business right and i'm just curious about the parallels there as well because I, one of the things that heidi lao hot pot did was they made the waiter the boss whereas in the traditional model the chef is the boss right the chef is you know it's the top of the pyramid oh, in yes, the kitchen right. and the kitchen was big but then they moved everybody out so the, you know in the hot pot you actually sit around the table. So the chef and the waiter are the same person, but they are the boss. They're allowed to make decisions. They're yes. allowed to try things, you know, they take a few risks. They even make their own dishes and they give their name to it as well. How, how, how does that sort of work in your world? Are you, you know, in, it's all very well creating this inclusive society, but are you giving people decision-making ability? Within yes, the of course. So basically what we say is that we impart each and every one of our ground staff, what we call the uh, level one employees, right? They are, the, they are the image of the company. Because what happens is if we have someone that is um, not the good character who mm. comes into your house, and I can be very sure that if you are a customer and you were to lose your wedding ring or you lose your watch, anyone, right? Even I myself, uh, when I designed this, I would go to the end of earth to destroy this brand. Yeah. So, so what we did is that basically... For us, we believe that we, in fact, we tell all our employees, right? We believe that every one of you has the opportunity to grow. Mm. What I need you to simply do is to do your job well. And the company will give you that path, right? All you have to do is work with us. Today, what I'm very sure that a lot of my ground staff, they don't think of, oh, I want to join um, McDonald's or I want to join 
other companies yeah. in six months or 12 months. What they want to do is that in their mind, they have only one single mission and single purpose because their eyes has broadened. They are, they are exposed to the high net worth group of people, right? You are talking about the very nice condominiums in Orchard or in the CBD. And they realize that, wow, actually there's a, there's a better world outside my neighborhood, right? And they actually like this environment. They like the fact that they are communicating with the customers. They like the fact that they are taking initiative informing the customers, hey, your toilet roll is running low, would you want us to buy it for you? Um, all these little things, right? Taking care of our customers, it is from the heart. Mm. And when it is from the heart, what they feel is that they feel belonged. They feel mm. that they are being recognized. And this is, I think, one of our strongest community USPs, right? It is yeah. what makes Butler Butler. Yeah. And also what keeps your people at the end of the day, you could pay them more, but what keeps people there is that sense of belonging. Purpose, yes. Yeah, like I feel like I'm doing something. I'm not just like cleaning toilets. I'm actually doing something meaningful here, right? There's yes. a meaning in what I do. And I like the people I work with. So that's important. H how do you get your people? Because you mentioned that you draw them mainly from the lower economic groups as well. So yes. it um, must be a challenge here in Singapore because, you know, it's an expensive city. Yes. So, so it took us two quarters, six months, right, to figure this out. So we have been very good at solving problems. Uh, we, I, we, I always told my team that we have to be innovative, be bold, do what is unconventional, right? And what we, what we have done is that uh, last year, last year, the, for the first half of the year, we had HR issues. We, we was having severe shortage of manpower. Mm. But we, one day we came and cracked the puzzle. Today, we have 1,400 candidates in the KIV that wants to join Butler. And it's up to us to give them the supply, mm. right? So what we have built is that we have built a brand that people recognize on the streets as this is someone that is from Butler. This is someone that is professional. This is someone that is a better man. Mm. And I think this is what um, makes people want to join us. People desire to join us. So we have a long waiting list of people that we are trying to bring in. We also have recently, uh, we venture into, because of the same capabilities that we have built, we venture into B2B. Mm. We today we have uh, developers with us. We have hotels with us as well, who uses our service and and basically you use the same set, right? Um, the thing here is that property managers face sixty percent of their time dealing with vendors that are not doing very well, and that is only part of thirty percent of their KPI. But it's taking sixty percent of their time, yeah. so they couldn't do other things better. Likewise, hotel managers are looking at the P and L. They are not looking at housekeeping department, but housekeeping is so detrimental to the success of the hotel, and they, they seek us to come in and say, hey, could Butler provide this? Because Butler, we, we trust in that brand. We feel we understand that the reliability that they provide. Mm. And what we say is that we are always obsessed with quality and service. Mm. This is what makes our, our customer-facing, client-facing site successful. Because we are so obsessed with quality, so obsessed with, with service. We will not sleep until you are happy. So, so this is what we have done. Um, I think this is what made us special in our own ways. Mm. We take care of our own employees. We also take care of our customers really, really well. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, there's another brand I was thinking about as we we're talking, because you talked about happiness and also you being obsessed about delivering like quality mm. of service as well. I think about Zappos, which ah. is the famous for, I mean, it, the founder wrote a book, Delivering Happiness. And mm. it was all about how to create that culture internally. And um, he sold the company to Amazon for 
$840 million cash, right? So mm. it was, um, I mean, I, Amazon know what they want. So when they buy Zappos, they were buying that culture, how to build that culture internally. And there were many, you know, everybody was recruited through word of mouth. And they were, he was saying that um, there were many great stories about how, like you said, and I'm curious how this sort of comes out in Butler. He said that, for example, um, somebody ordered something from Zappos and they sold shoes, right? And the woman who bought the shoes phoned up the customer service and she was crying. She said, oh, I, you know, this is for my husband and my husband's passed away. Mm. Um, and I don't need these shoes anymore. Can I send them back? And so the, the customer service woman takes the shoes back. And rather than just say, yeah, here's your money back, the customer service lady sent some flowers mm. to the customer because that was going beyond what they were expected to do. But the point is, is that's how any human being would interact with another human being, right? That's normal, right? Yes. And those stories spread. People hear about those stories and think, oh, who are these Zappos guys? They're pretty good. Or I want to work for these guys as well. So- you know, when growing something like Butler, I think a key part of that must be those stories as well, about yes, capturing those stories. Do you do you have stories like that? Of at course, the of course. Please share anything. So, so I can share with you. Uh, basically, we have one of our oldest employees today that is in the company that has actually been promoted and promoted and promoted. Um, promoted from housekeeper to become senior housekeeper to become today's supervisor. Her background, she's about 35, 36 this year, three kids. Her background is that previously she only took home $800 a month. And you can imagine at her age, $800 a month, single mom, mm. right? how she lived her life. The reason why we pay high salary in this company is not because that, oh, because we are rich and we want to pay it. It's because we feel that we could do so much for all these people. We come from a point, just like I'm saying, right? At my lowest point in my life, if someone would offer me that help or offer my mom, right? Or the business, the helping hand that say, hey, let me try to help you. Mm. That is graceful. That is so powerful. And I can share with you. So for her, she has worked for the company. When she first joined, she was previously drawing only $800 a month cash after CPF deduction. right? So she's drawing about $1,200. After CPF, it's around $100. And she had three kids to feed. What she ate was rice and vegetables. One rice, one vegetable. Everyone. I don't know for how many years. right? It is incredibly upsetting. Um, when I joined, when I when we brought her in right away, we paid thousand eight hundred dollars salary. So she draw home eight thousand four. For the first three months, she had a basically for the first three months, it is also anticipated that she couldn't sustain the monthly uh, income. So she draw advances almost every week. Hmm. But what made me realize, what shocked me is after three months, she stopped coming to ask for advance salary. She's able to regulate. Uh, her payment, her, her finances. And what I realized is that actually all these people, after working for us for quite some time, she's able to actually uphold her character very well and train even other people. So she became a su senior, super, uh, senior housekeeper and she became a supervisor today. The thing here is that all these people, we always say there's a banana boat load of people, right, or the blue collar workers. Some of them can be saved, some of them cannot be saved. The Butler brand, we are like a cruise ship. We try to throw the life rope down and you need to climb through this. 
right? You need to climb through this. But at least we're offering you the life mm. lifeline to climb through without looking at anything else. All you need to do is just work hard. And realize that there's so much potential in this, all this group of people that is previously unrealized. The reason why is because nobody wants to talk about them. Nobody wants to train them up. Nobody wants to upskill them. And I feel that morally obligated as a, as a Singaporean, mm. right? Whether it is for Singapore or whether it's for Hong Kong that we're expanding to, we want to, yeah, we want to help them mm. live a better life, mm. create happiness for their little families, right? Make them have light at the end of tunnel. And that is what the Butler brand has been doing. We, 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 we were so obsessed with building happiness and building culture for our own employees, make them feel belong to, make them feel that there is a purpose, right? You can work hard and you can be like your customers, mm. staying in condominiums, 5 million, 7 million a unit. All you need to do is work hard. And what I realized is that this year, her, her, prim- her kid is primary six and she's going for, the kid is going for PSLE. Contrary to a lot of people thinking, I would rather, even I myself, right? What shocked me is that if I had money, I would rather buy a KFC and enjoy it. But what made me really, really emotional, right? Is the fact that she told me, I'm saving up money for mm. my kids mm. because I want to send her for tuition. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to eat white rice and, and um, vegetables. Awesome. That is such a cool story. Who do we have here? Is that somebody coming into the studio? Is he part of your team? Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. So, all right. Poon, do you mind just yeah, getting out of the studio? Thank you very much for recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who is that? Is she part of your... Oh, yes, yes, yes. So she's my operations. We actually have to rush off to... Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Um, Poon, it was an awesome story. I really wish you um, the best and hope that it works for you because I think we need more people like you here. And I think, you know, you are an inspiration. So keep doing what you're doing because, you. you know, not just the people that rely on you, like in your company, but I think the next generation of entrepreneurs need to hear this story and get it out there because you're the real deal. And I hope that this works because, you know, this is going to be a great case study. Thank so you don't so fail. Much. Thank you. Poon, we're done. All right, sure. Thank you so much. That was Pitch Deck Asia, powered by Pitch Media Asia. My name's Graham Brown. Pitch Deck Asia is a platform to give startups in Asia a voice. We give them a show to help them tell their story. And if you love these startup stories and like hearing more about the journeys of the founders, go and check out our SoundCloud channel, which is available at pitchdeck.asia slash SoundCloud. That's pitchdeck.asia slash SoundCloud. Head along to the channel, subscribe, follow us, and feel free to leave a comment or a rating on our channel as well. We'd love to hear your feedback.